0: Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself
0: too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Oh, well, first, thank you so much for having me. My name is Shane Jasmine Young. I am an attorney, counselor at law, and the owner of my own law firm, Young Law Group. And I focus on serving families and business owners and other people in our community that want to make sure that their loved ones, their businesses, their assets, everything that they love stays out of court and out of conflict in the event that something happens to you. So my practice is primarily focused on estate planning. So things like wills, trusts, powers of attorney, healthcare directives, guardianship, and also with a business focus for the business owners that need to ensure that if anything happens to them, that you know, their business can be transferred to whome- whoever it is that they want and uh, you know, avoiding the court process, which is usually a primary concern for most people. And unfortunately, most people either don't have planning in place, they don't really know what it's about. Um, and then when something happens, your loved ones are left with a mess.
0: Oh, this is perfect timing. I'm going to have to come and see you. (laughs) So that's wild because I would love for you to kind of share the importance of estate planning or having a will because, um, you know, I I think that a lot comes up when someone passes away. Mm -hmm. And that is just one way to take something off of the table for family and friends to not have to deal with. And so from your perspective, why is it important to have those things in place?
1: Well, the, the first thing is really having education about what what estate planning is, you know, and I think that a lot of us have this misconception that, oh, well, estate planning is for people that are rich, wealthy or old, you know, older. And the thing you know, that you mentioned as far as, you know, having a will, that's a lot of times that's what we think of when we think of estate planning and a will can be part of that. But your estate plan really needs to be a comprehensive plan that addresses all types of contingencies. So those things, you know, that any anything that, that can happen if you're in an accident, if you're in the hospital, uh, you're disabled, you, you know, of course, what happens when you die? You know, what are all of the, the, the key pieces that need to be in place so that in the event that any of those things happen? And we know at some point all of us are going to die what happens going forward and what are we doing now to make sure that in those circumstances that we're not leaving a mess for our family, right? So I think really the first step is being educated on really what that involves and how you and your family would be impacted if anything happens. A lot of us have some type of experience when it comes to, you know, dealing with death or loss. And sometimes, unfortunately, and most times, unfortunately, we don't have proper planning in place when that happens. And then our loved ones, our our spouse, our partner, our children have to go through a court process, whether it's a guardianship or a probate or a living probate. So I think really just to answer that question, it's so important that we're taking steps now to be able to plan for those circumstances and know that we're not just relying on a document because documents alone are not going to protect us. Um, I see a lot of Uh, people in our community that think that, okay, well, I've got this in place. I've got this document and they're not really even sure how it works or what the true consequences and impact of those documents are. And that's really one of the dangers when it comes to estate planning is there's this false sense of security thinking like, oh yeah, I've got a will, or I have a healthcare directive, or I have a power of attorney. And They think that that's all that they need and they don't realize that many times those documents are form-based. Even if you work with another attorney or a document preparer, those things really need to be customized. And there's a process that you should really be looking at that is holistic, um, that's comprehensive, that is addressing your specific situation because your life is going to be different than my life and what's important to me and the family dynamics that we have at play and our businesses, our assets, our, our values, you know, these are all things that go into those decisions that we need to make as far as planning is concerned.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's really, really educated. That's that in itself is like, okay, I guess I don't know. (laughs) Well, I already knew I didn't know what the heck that stuff was, but um, what would you say for someone who, like at what point should someone start thinking about this or you know how do how does someone become educated about this cuz you said people are really thinking like oh it's either if you have money or if you're older that you need to start thinking about this, is it that you're 18, 20? Is it when you get assets? Like at what point should someone start exploring the idea of educating themselves in this area?
1: Really, any anyone that's over 18, right? Because once you turn 18, you're a legal adult. And I, for example, I've got um, daughters. and My oldest daughters are twins and they're 19. And even though they don't have any financial assets really, they do have other assets that are important to them uh, like digital assets, social media, email. And then also if anything were to happen to them, they need to have someone that's legally authorized to step in and talk to their doctors, handle their medical decisions, handle any financial decisions that they wouldn't be able to make if something happened to them. And just because I'm their mom, I, I'm not granted that automatic authority once they turn 18. They have to, because they're legal adults, they've got to, to put planning in place to ensure that the right people can step in and handle whatever those decisions are if they aren't able to. So really, when is the time, you know, to start thinking about these things? And when is the time to actually put a plan in place? Anytime after you turn 18. Um, really, that's, that's the answer. And um, if you are at any point, a, a legal adult, and you still have, you know, you're you're alive and well, it, it's not too late at that point. It does become too late if you have diminished capacity, right? If you, uh, you know, you have dementia or Alzheimer's and, and things like that, because you don't have the ability to make decisions to put your plan in place. And that's where a court process would have to be instituted it's called guardianship or, or living probate, depending on the type of situation. So that's why it's really important that now, you know, as we are um, alive and well and, and young in some cases, uh, making sure that we're able to put planning in place that reflects the choices that we would want made instead of relying or leaving it to a stranger, you know, a judge to make those decisions in the event that something happened. So how you can get educated? That was another question that you posed is, um, I do educational events all the time. That's one of the things that I spend a lot of time on because I see that there's such a lack of information, lack of education, misinformation out there when it comes to estate planning. And uh, now I do a weekly webcast. I do a live webcast every Thursday. Usually it's at 1130 a.m. Um, once a month. It's a little later in the day on Thursday. But we do that. We, so we just did our last one yesterday and you can RSVP or register at YoungLawLive.com. I also post the replay right after the webcast, right after the live broadcast. We post a replay of it. So the one that I did yesterday is available now. So it's on demand. You can start playing it and you can pause it. You know, I I know that some of us are busy and uh, some of us have kids at home or we've got businesses or clients, you know, that we're that we're trying to take care of. So. Um, I try to make it as easy as possible. And um, you can get the replay at the same website. It's younglawlive.com slash live. We were doing in-person events. We were doing a monthly event called Wine and Wills, where we would do a complimentary wine tasting. And then I would do a Wills and Trust workshop for the people that attended. And all of the events that I do are free, by the way, because I wanna encourage people to come. It's so important to really get the information. And um, so I wanna make it as easy and accessible as possible. So since, you know, COVID-19, we haven't been able to have the in-person events, but I'm hoping we'll be able to go back to that, you know, sometime in the, in the near future, because I really do enjoy, I do, I enjoy doing live events and I do enjoy the in-person events because there's, you know, an ability to connect, but at any point, it's, It's just really important to get the information before it's too late so that you can start making decisions and start putting plans in place and really get peace of mind instead of a false sense of security thinking that, oh, you know, everything's taken care of. And then something happens and everyone finds out that that's not the case.
0: Girl, I thought I was tardy to the party, but you let me, you just said it's not too late. I'm still, I'm still in the clear. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to get that taken care of. But I appreciate you you know kind of breaking down where to begin and um in what cases it's necessary and it sounds like I mean life happens you know what I mean so you can never predict what is gonna occur um I know that I don't know if it's from superstition or like pop culture or maybe like religion that we feel like oh well if we talk about ourselves dying or something like that that it's gonna make it happen so you have conversations with clients about like you talking about this is not necessarily it's not going to be a catalyst for something. It's just a way of you know planning ahead and taking care of your
1: family. Right. It's so funny that you mentioned that because that is one of the things that I talk about in the webcast. Is you know there's there's these three main fears that I come across as to why people haven't taken action or why they don't want to do estate planning or talk about it. And the first thing that I say is this fear that you know talking about it will cause it to happen. And, you know this superstition and and I can tell you in my experience, this has not happened. So I don't want anyone to be um, reluctant to do planning because of that. In fact, every client that I work with, you know, I'll, I'll ask them after we put their planning in place and we hold our first meeting, which is called a family wealth planning session. I, I ask them, you know, how do you feel now? And they, you know, they're always saying things like. I'm so relieved. I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me. I have peace of mind knowing that if anything happens, I've got everything taken care of, that I've got you as an attorney to help guide me, as a, you know, counsel me, make sure that as things change in my life, that I'm able to update things. And that's another thing that people take for granted when they put planning in place, like say you have a will or a trust or powers of attorney. Many people think, oh, once I've done it, that's it. And the traditional model as far as estate planning, unfortunately, um, heightens that mistake because there's usually no follow up. You know, even if you work with an attorney, that attorney, once you get your plan, you know, you never hear from them again, which is typical, unfortunately. Um, the way that I set up my my practice is to make sure that once we put planning in place, your life is going to change. Right. The law is going to change. And I want to make sure that I'm there for you as those things happen. And, you know, as people get married or get divorced or there's a baby born or someone dies or your relationships change or your assets change you know, your life is going to change. There's so much that will happen. And it's so important that we don't just set it and forget it, but make sure that we're treating your estate plan as a living dynamic plan that will need to be updated at points in the future and just depending on those different circumstances as they arise. So that is uh, one thing that we, we do is we focus on the ongoing relationship to make sure as you have questions, I'm here. You know, you just need to call, call, email, whatever the case is. I don't charge for that. So that's another thing that's different. Um, whatever questions you have, I want you to ask. You know, because I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to know that things are going to be taken care of. So, so that is something that really is important. But you know, just going back to the superstition, that's I think it stems from a a, a lack of information, right? That w- that's what we've been talking about, and then also it's um, I think how estate planning has traditionally been done right where it is focused on death normally that's the typical experience so I try to flip that around and focus on life instead and making sure that you can enjoy what's ahead of you knowing that you've taken care of things now
0: I love that so I'm going to repeat it for everybody if you talk about estate planning you will not die I'm going to tell it to myself as an affirmation in the mirror. You will not die. If you talk about estate planning, it will be okay. Right. All her clients are still kicking <laughs> for those clients. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and you know, that is one thing I think, you know, for me, I I talk about this every day. And I think that, you know, it's easier for me because that's what I do, right? For those of us that haven't had these conversations, or maybe we're even facing challenges, you know, with our parents or our grandparents and, you know, our, 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 that older generation above us, that generation above us, I see a lot of resistance and I have a lot of people that will call and they're like, oh, you know, my, my mom's getting older and I want to make sure that if anything happens to her, that I can help her. Right. And it's hard sometimes to have that those conversations because there may be some resistance. So I have faced that even within my own family. And, you know, this is what I do. So I, I even I can understand that frustration and I can share, you know, for anyone that's experiencing that. I'm happy to share my my guidance on how to overcome that and one of the things obviously is to educate yourself right and to really understand what it is what types of decisions need to be made how to go about doing that what that process looks like and by you know attending one of the webcasts or one of the educational events that that I offer you're able to do that get that information and then take that next step and actually do your own planning so that you can speak to the experience from your own your own personal experience, your own firsthand experience, which I think goes a long way. Um, and that's how a lot of clients have actually been successful. You know, they're on the, on the younger side, and but they've got, you know, aging parents or aging family or, or relatives, and they're, they're able to, to get through the message a lot clearer, a lot easier once they can speak to it themselves.
0: So can you repeat those? You said there's three major fears. Could you repeat those three fears? Oh, yeah. So we talked.
1: Sure. We talked about the first one, which was, you know, um, that talking about it or doing it will cause it to occur. Um, The second fear that I come across is that I it's going to take too long um, or it's going to be a process that's too overwhelming and I understand that as well because if you don't really know what what is involved then there could be you know that that fog or that uncertainty that you just don't even want to get into it so so that is one of the things when I do the um, educational webcasts and things like that I explain the process how we do things but which is different than the normal uh, traditional um, estate planning experience so that you you will understand exactly what happens you know step by step. And then the third common fear or objection is what we talked about a little bit earlier, either um, I'm too young to do estate planning, or I'm not wealthy enough to do estate planning, or a combination of of both of those things where I'm too young and I'm um, not wealthy enough, which as we talked about, you know, anyone over 18 really should have some form of planning in place. But the typical 18-year-old's type of plan is going to look a lot different than someone that's my age, you know, someone that's in their 40s or someone that's older, right, depending on the different dynamics and Um, life experiences and wherever you are as far as you know your profession and uh, you know all of those things all there's all these factors that go into it that are really specific you know your situation is unique and that's why it's important to to go through a process where we are diving in you know I'm going to ask you a lot of questions you're going to share with me what's important to you what your family um, situation or dynamics are like, what your values are, what you want to make sure is taken care of, so that we, you we lay it all out, and we talk about it. You tell me about you know all those things that are important to you. And then I tell you about the law and how the law works. And then I'm able to guide you and tell you, What options you have for planning? So I I do actually do an analysis of each client's situation, and then walk you through that, and then walk you through what options you have. So based on your priorities and your goals, I'll say, okay, so I think this type of planning would be good for you. This is what that looks like. These are the options that you have, and you get to make that decision as far as what will work for you, what's a good fit, and then you also actually pick your own fee, just depending on what type of plan you want so it's all about really empowering you to be able to make the best decisions uh, based on information not just me telling you you know like i'm a lawyer i'm just going to tell you what to do and sign here like no it doesn't work that doesn't work because if you don't understand how things will happen and and if i don't have an understanding of what's important to you then your plan you know is going to fail so we see that i see that time and time again where Clients are thinking like they've got these documents and then their family member dies and then everything basically falls apart and and it's useless. So that education and empowerment piece is really, really, really important.
0: What I hear you saying is that it's really necessary to find someone to partner with because this person is really going to be joining essentially your family because they're going to know so much about, your values and what you prioritize, and and you know how you want to do things. That they're going to be walking through life with you as you continue to work on this living document. So the priority should be finding someone that's a good fit. It sounds like, and that's an educator, um, because I think maybe people also have maybe like preconceived notions about lawyers, maybe in general, and only needing them in certain circumstances or feeling like lawyers are fill in the blank, whatever the case may be. And from this conversation, what I'm hearing and what I'm getting is that you're really walking with people through this journey and supporting them in making decisions that that best support them. Absolutely. Family. I mean, you said it
1: You said it so articulately, and it's so true that we oftentimes, you know, this is a challenge that I have as a lawyer where people have, may have a bad experience or they have a, a preconceived notion of what lawyers do and how they behave. And, um, you know, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it in my own experience. So I don't blame you for that. I don't blame anyone for that. So that is one of the the challenges that I have to overcome. And that is also why I I do a lot of things in the community. And and I offer these things and I, I welcome everyone who wants to receive the information so that you can you know, you can feel me out and see, you know, is this someone, you know, is she someone that I, that I would trust? Is this someone that I would want to work with? And you're able to get that, you know, that level of comfort. If that is a, you know, if, if it is a good fit, then you're able to kind of, um, You know, just vet the process, you know, you're able to make make your own judgments um, based on based on your experience. And and then, you know, uh, that is really one of the things that I focus on on a going forward basis is really, you know, being being that lawyer for life, your lawyer for life, where anything that comes up. You know, whether it's estate planning or business or you're in a car accident or you've got a family member that has a problem or whatever the case is, I always say, reach out to me. If it's not something that I handle, obviously, you know, I have a particular focus. I want to be able to connect you with someone that I know and I have confidence in that I know will take care of you, right? So it's all about that connection and relationship and other resources, like in addition to the the educational events that we do. We have a group that I started about a year ago now called Women Decision Makers, which I would love for you to attend next week. Actually, it's um, it's coming up, but uh, we do a, a, a breakfast every other month and uh, you can get more information at YLGWDM.com. But that's been such a nice thing to be able to get women together that create a community of support. Um, whether it's professional, personal, and talk about things that are happening. You know, I think that it's important that we are there to really be able to lean on each other and offer resources and support each other in our businesses and, you know, all of those good things. So I I have a group um, that's focused on women. That's the Women Decision Makers group. We also have a a Facebook group if you want to join that as well. It's Women Decision Makers. And then we also started another group called Las Vegas professional power players. And we do a power hour every month. We just had our one yesterday. It's the third Thursday of every month. And, um, And that's been a good opportunity for us to come together as men and women that are professionals to be able to really understand what we all do, how we can connect and be strategic with those relationships and referrals and really serving our clients in the best way and connecting them, you know, connecting and adding value to the relationships that we currently have. So that's been, you know, that's been another fun one. But um, but yeah, it's all about providing resources, education, connection, and being able to to really facilitate and grow relationships, whether it's with people in the community, clients, you know, other professionals.
0: Definitely. And I'm, I'm in mental health. And so I know that there's a lot of hesitation sometimes for people to engage in In getting resources and help in that realm. And so I hadn't even considered what barriers and access to services are, you know, kind of keeping people from getting the kind of legal help that they need and support. And so I love that we have been able to have this conversation and you can shed light on the necessity of, you know, having a lawyer for life and finding a person that's the right fit that's really going to support you and your family um, as well as just educating us today cuz i pretty much everything you said I didn't know so yeah. <laughs> i'm going to go watch the webcast myself and figure out how to
1: do my life. good i think i think that's awesome and 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 that's one of those things when it comes to estate planning a lot of times, people oversimplify it or they overcomplicate it, and um, and I'm here to like try to break it down, make it digestible, so that you can understand and really be guided in the right in the right way. That's going to really benefit and and add value to your life. But yes, there's I'm sure when you watch it, you'll you'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. You know, that's that's typically the response that we get.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your gems with us for the work that you do. Thank you so much because as a mental health professional, I see it on the other end of things when someone has passed away and now there's a huge family feud and there's discord and grief and, you know, fighting. And so what you're doing is is kind of helping for my clients to have an easier process, so I think that we kind of work together in tandem. So I appreciate you for all of the work that you do, and for oh, thank you so much. And really,
1: you know, the work that you do is so important, and I'm glad to be able to connect and and hopefully, you know, we can we can further our relationship and be able to really get this information um, on on both of these fronts, you know, because we all we all need it. And um, I think it's just important that we continue to be out there and, and providing and being resources
0: for sure. So where can we find you? Where are you most active? You mentioned a couple of Facebook groups, but where would you like everyone to go and
1: support? So well, the, the main website that we've been getting a lot of activity through is younglawlive.com. That's where we feature all of our virtual services our virtual events. And we are still doing all of the, our estate planning can be done virtually. So you can do it from you know your, your living room, from your office. Um, that's one of the nice things about where we are today. And also I'm on social media pretty active on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Shane Jasmine. So it's S-H-A-N-E. Jasmine is J-A-S-M-I-N-E. And then Young Law Group has a face, or sorry, an Instagram account as well. It's just uh, at Young Law Group. And on Facebook, that's probably where I'm the most active. I've been doing a lot of lives. And my personal Facebook is Shane Jasmine. We also have our business page there as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to also give my, my contact information for anyone that's, that wants to reach out to me directly. My phone number is 702-473-5600, 473-5600. And my direct email is shane at younglawnv.com. So Y-O-U-N-G-L-A-W-N-V.com.
0: Again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you educating us and understanding that we need <laughs> to get our lives together. And we're going to support you on social media and everything that you're doing.
1: Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded.